Artie, hello. Artie, hello. <laughs> My name is Dylan. My name is Nicole Antoinette. And this is and this Hero is Hero Salt Podcast. Oof, we really we were all right. Well, we're gonna one. it's we're okay. Gonna go for that. We're still going. All right. That's a full so, <laughs> What is up with you, Nicole Antoinette? Well, I'm feeling goofy today. I already mentioned it earlier when we were just chatting up a storm. I am feeling so goofy today. <laughs> oh, no. Great energy, yes. Yes, I'm feeling like a little goofball. I don't know when it is. But yeah, I'm excited. My article, my second article just got published today. It's Keeping Up with the Cubanos. Um censorship and social justice um in cuba or something like that i don't remember what i titled it my own article wow look at me go um on the latin babbler show um website and i'm really i'm so excited about that um a whole celebo read it and i'm just like over the moon about that not to pop off or anything but like yeah <laughs> um and then that's, that's kind of yeah. all that's going on with me i went on a hike earlier today so i was tired earlier but now i'm like the energy's back um that's pretty much it yeah what's up with you though that sounds like a really great day um i mean if we're just going to talk about this day in general right yeah um what did i do not something any exciting just you know went to the gym uh prepared for this podcast nothing exciting but in general no i'm feeling good doing well in my internship getting things done and um waiting for my mri for my shoulder so uh mostly good a little bad what happened to your shoulder again so what did you do? Uh, I think it's more of an overuse injury, but um, I burst my bursa sack um, on that shoulder a few years ago, and I've been trying to do heavier lifts on shoulder exercises, um, and it just felt kind of off and started hurting. And I'm thinking it's an impingement, um, mm. but they don't know because they looked at the x-ray, didn't see anything out of the ordinary. So I'm getting, getting an MRI to see where that pain's coming from. Okay. That's not good. Well, I hope that MRI comes in soon, but I'll also keep it up with my silly goose vibes. Think the whole gym, because every time you lifted something, you lifted those huge weights, you would just be like, Ugh. Really? Is that what I look like? You didn't see me yeah. lift. No, uh. I did. The whole gym saw you lift. Bruh, no one saw me lift. Would I was like, doing my own Ugh. thing. And then you'd be like falling out of your chair. It was really funny. Falling out <laughs> my chair? Now you're just making stuff up. I didn't fall out my chair. Yeah, you were. Oh, you okay? You weren't falling. You were sliding. <laughs> also, uh, I know what you're talking about. By the way, viewers, she's talking about um, military slash shoulder press with dumbbells. Um, I had my back slightly arched, and she said I was falling out my chair. I was not. Everything was in control. I corrected myself. I said sliding. <laughs> oh my god! But it, I was grunting. You see, I was grunting. You were, you were like, <laughs> like, I couldn't even replicate it. That's some kind of it's more serious like, oh, I think it's like that. That's what it's like. I don't know. It was something aggressive. <laughs> something okay. aggressive. Something silly. I don't know. Well, yeah. I whatever. Anyway, I hurt my shoulder, and I wasn't even doing anything. I was just standing there and then my shoulder like shifted but it was it was it was due to come anyway um this episode right it's a little late but we want to talk 
about mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus and um, I'm a, are a you bunch kidding of ideas me? around Bruh, that. It's LGBTQIA plus. IA plus? IA, yeah. But if I say plus, doesn't that include IA as well? Well, yes, but we're trying to be as inclusive as possible today. Okay, okay. Because All right. even though we were going to do this um, for uh, Pride Month, we were a little late, which we apologize for. But LGBTQIA plus rights and all that good stuff and pride yes. is so important to us and we support you, you know? We yes. believe that you all matter so much and yeah, we love you guys. You're so awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone yeah. has the, the right to live their life Today as they want to. Yeah. Wait, are we delaying right now? Absolutely. I think we're delaying. Oh, gosh. Zoom problem. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> don't worry, listeners, because right now it's what, July July 10th? Um, a little yes. over a month from now, and we will be back in business in person recording as yes. normal, so... There'll be no more of these delays, but right now, yes, Hopefully. we have to deal with like five second delays at most sometimes. So yeah, um, some cute little hiccups here and there. Anyway, um, LGBTQ plus, in case you didn't know, it stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, two spirits, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and ally. So um, those are all of the letters thus far. I'm sure there'll be more added later. I think there's what? more, and but I just don't know that they're all included in the little list that we have. So oh, we're probably. sorry if we're not including you, but we do recognize you. Yeah, polysexual, yeah. polysexual, poly- polyamorous. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm still learning. Ah. Uh, we're learning. We're trying. It's always Wait, a learning process. Well, just polyamorous isn't part of the thing. I don't think, is it? Is it? I think it is. I don't. But yeah, that's just are. like, isn't that just being like you know, heterosexual but with more than one person? I think it's either way. Or can, I guess it's homosexual yeah. with any. But how is that different? Um. Because you're into more than one person. And I think it can be uh, either like heterosexual or like homosexual. I I think it could be either. Someone in the comments, let us know. Educate us, please. We're still learning. We love you, but we're learning. We are learning. Yes. It's always a learning process. And we're going to do our best to be as considerate as possible and to be as respectful as possible and to be as awesome as possible because this is you guys this is it was your month but we are celebrating you beyond your month because you guys are important and you're awesome and we love you so yeah yes so let us know though for real because i don't i think polyamorous can literally be anything like you're into any not into anyone but like it can be you can be like into whoever you know but like multiple people at the same time if that makes sense yeah yeah but every time i i hear that i just think of mormons and old kings and i'm like they were just part of the club too and i'm like no they're not part of the club so (laughs) 
I don't know. I that that's a, that one's up for debate, but all the other ones are not. So we'll we'll just uh, you know comment, listeners. We we'd love to hear from you. Um, so you can send yeah. us an email. Anything else? We'll we'll plug everything. Um, you know, in our anchor, yeah. in our YouTube, and at the end, we'll let you know all the ways you can contact us because we do love being contacted. Um, yes. But for our first segment, we want to talk about uh you know lgbtq plus animals um and more specifically uh homosexual and bisexual animals and we're going to debate a little bit because yeah sometimes me and Nicole Antoinette we have slightly differing opinions I know that's crazy to think of you know we're just you know know, one mind but really you know we got because of our different backgrounds we got two minds and sometimes a little bit of clash there and so we're just going to talk a little bit about our own opinions about LGBTQ plus and animals and how that kind of intersects. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do you want to start us off, Antoinette? Absolutely. I would just like to state that LGBTQIA animals, the alphabet mafia, if you will, they are in animal form. The whole community, they are in animal form. Yes, they are. I have proof. That's right. We got proof in penguin form. We got proof in bat form. And those are the two that I researched. But I'm sure there's more comment. Your favorite gay animal that you know or LGBTQIA animal that you know. Okay. You said in all forms, but um, I have yet to see a questioning animal yet. So. How do you know they're questioning? You don't know that they're questioning. Questioning can be internal. It's an internal <laughs> animals aren't smart enough to question debate (laughs) hey you don't know you don't know maybe a dog is questioning maybe maybe uh an elephant is questioning elephants are old elephants are smart an elephant might be questioning i don't know you don't know (laughs) (laughs) you don't know you're right i don't know i don't know you're right you're 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 merely a human you're merely a human No, it, it, it's it's funny because I'm just like, whenever I think of an animal, I think they think about like three or four things. They're like food, mm-hmm. comfort, like shelter, you know, like having babies. And that's pretty much so it. That's more than three. That's more than three. I'll have, okay, you know, whatever. But like, things. okay, they fine. Having babies, eating, having babies, eating, excreting and staying safe. Mm-hmm. outside of that most animals don't really think too far ahead you know hey, you don't know animals are smarter than you think Just some watch, are like, smart animal planet animal planet like nat geo wild not to plug them we're not sponsored by them but like if y'all want to sponsor us go for it um yes please i'm sure I will say whatever you want to sure. say i will i will do a whole series on questioning elephants if you sponsor us Yo, I would too, Haiki. <laughs> if there was actually like nobody like, really cool if there was actually proof of questioning. If elephants we could like stuff. sit yeah. with elephants and just like study elephants and see and discover if that like the different kinds of like LGBTQIA elephants, like, mm-hmm. I would be here for that career. Like forget law. I'm here to study <laughs> elephants. I love that so much. I think that's so cute. Yeah, but back to the main debate because i firmly believe and i know that there are lgbtqia animals right the first example penguins in the berlin zoo 
there is an adorable gay couple. They're so precious. I love them. Uh, if we can plug a photo because uh, those penguins are so cute. They got together. And then while all the other penguins, you know, were getting it on, they were also getting it on, you know? And then all the other penguins, they were having eggs. And then the little gay penguins, they were confused. So they, they had thoughts beyond the four either. They were confused. They had confusion in there because they were like, why aren't we having an egg? Where's our baby? They were confused. And then what went on after that is they found a rock that looked like an egg. And then they, cause penguins, when they have an egg, they like waddle with it between their little, their little penguin feet, their little penguin leg legs. And they like waddle around with it. And so they did that with a rock that looked like an egg. And they were like, yes, this egg is our adopted egg. Or no, this rock is our adopted egg, yeah. And they were in a committed relationship, those two penguins. And I don't know what's more adorable than penguins. I mean, there's some things that are cuter than penguins. I We've listed cuter animals in previous episodes. But is that not adorable? Does that not warm your heart? That there's a gay couple penguins that are growing old together. Yes, but there are also penguins that are known to like anime girls and an anime cutout. So um, I don't know if their attachment to, you know, another penguin could really be an example of being homosexual or rather not a the fact of being in captivity and within a zoo and a lack of other penguins to socialize with. No, I, I disagree. And this has been shown in other animals that are not in captivity. Exhibit B, male bats. Studies have okay. shown. What? what? What have they shown? No, I just want you to say what the bats are doing. Go ahead. Tell me what this, the, the bats would be doing. The male bats be getting it on and they be in committed relationships too. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. she's, not, she's not telling you all the information. This is not yeah, a am. G podcast. So, what? you know, this podcast, a G podcast? Is, this podcast, right, this there might there might be a little bit of interesting scientific facts about uh, sexual reproductive organs and animals. So um, if you oh, are bro. above uh, if you are above the age of six, you should be able to handle this. If not, um, please talk to your parents and ask them for permission. Yeah, let, we'll see <laughs> if, if certain folks can continue. But. Yes. Anyway, there are. Let me ask you specifically. hmm. I'm sorry. What what were the. Go ahead. How did the bats. Right. Was there evidence that they actually did have long lasting relationships or was it purely incidences of homosexual activity? And what kind of activity was that? Well, in the study that I looked up, there were there was confirmation of male you know, genital licking in the free living. Sorry, okay. The shut up. <laughs> in Bonin flying foxes, um, which is a species of bats, where like, you know, males be getting it on. And they um engaged in mutual aloe grooming. Uh, which I don't know what that means, but you know, that's what that is. And like, they had like 
other basic social contact and stuff like that. So it sounds like it's possible that Yo. they were in 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 relationships. But but okay. Yeah. But all right, but but listen to this. All right, listen to this, listeners. Uh-huh. So basically in your mind, you're having, you know, a cute image of two bats upside down next to each other, their danglings hanging out, and they're just licking each other to a storm, right? And that's basically, you know, what Nicole Antoine is talking about. Sometimes they'd be getting bored and they're just like, let's look up a storm. But <clears throat> let's take let's take some context for that, right? So sociologist Eric Anderson from University of Bath in England, right? He says animals don't do sexual identity. They just do sex. And for that reason, right, animals sometimes do cooperate and perform homosexual um, activities with each other. But that is only for um, the social benefit and the bonding that comes along with it, right? Because it's more of the tactile sensation, right? Humans apply sexuality for their identity and many other things, right? It's not simply, oh, what feels good, right? But for animals, that is the case. And so no, there are many as cases shown by where- exhibit a, the penguins. Okay, one point, I'll get right to that. But there are many cases okay. where there are, they're doing the sexy time, but they will also go ahead and mate with and, you know, have children and raise the children with uh, the opposite partners. But in regards to those penguins, right? There's another thing called captivity effect where Ah. there is a disproportionately higher rate of homosexual activity among all species within captivity. And that could be contributed to, you know, having lack of other penguins to, you know, be around and chill with, but go ahead. I think those penguins loved each other and I don't think you should question their penguin love. Thank you. They're in a committed relationship, I believe, to this day. So, and it's been, what, since apparently, like 2019, 20, it's been a couple years. So I believe there's, as far as I'm aware, they're still together. So, mm-hmm. that's, okay. that's, yeah. Believe so, what you want, though. Because also, I believe, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's like, don't listeners don't think that I'm mean and trying to cut her off. There is a delay, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah. sometimes she needs to be cut off. <laughs> no, you uh, <laughs> so mean, bro. No. Well, then go on. Uh, what I was going to say, right, what I was going to say is mm-hmm. um, because fruit flies are so basic and idiots, right, they have very few genes. They're much easier to um, study. If you are a biology major, have done anything with biology, you'll see that fruit flies are used very often within um, genetic research, similar to things like, you know, uh, pea plants. But uh, analyzing fruit flies, we did notice that there are genes where males will have... Um, unusual attraction to other males. Um, And so we could say there is a genetic aspect of homosexuality, although they're still obviously doing much much more research in that. And if that is the case, then I could say that maybe there are homosexual animals. Um, I just think it's really hard to say whether or not an animal is simply uh, temporarily staying with um, the same same sex um, of their species for some type of survival benefit, right? 
Mm. Um, and that's why I say that mostly are bisexual because yes, they do, you know, stay with a partner as in there's some birds that, right. If they can't find a mate, they'll just spend that season with a dude or a woman stay with a woman and they'll just chill until next season because they want to be safer together. And so they'll stay safer together and then wait and try again to find opposite sex. And I think we can't really call that homosexuality. It's just like, you know, doing what you can for the time being. Hmm. I don't know that it's doing what you can for the time being. I'm convinced by these penguins, first of all. But I actually have never heard about that gene, though. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. Did you learn that recently or was that like, like how so, did you learn about um, that? That's really cool, actually. Viewers, in case you don't know, the most of my evidence besides, you know, my own brain is coming from a Scientific American article um, by Emily Driscoll called Bisexual Species. It was uh, published in mm -hmm. 2008, right? And so um, I'll read you exactly That's what they said. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's more information now, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, that's fair. Males of a fruit, male fruit flies that carry the mutant gender blind gene, right, which depressed levels of the protein by about two thirds, um, were uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically attracted to the chemical cues exuded by other males. As a result, these mutant males courted and attempted to copulate with other males. Um, the findings suggest that wild fruit flies may be pre-wired for both heterosexual and homosexual behavior. Um, and in terms of the protein they were talking about, there was, um, they're ma manipulating a gene for a protein they call gender blind, which regulates communication between neurons that secrete and respond to neurotransmitter glutamate. glutamate. So I don't know exactly what glutamate does, but basically um, they had less uh, of the neurotransmitter that regulates glutamate. So I guess less glutamate regulation means more likely to um, share with the dudes. Right. So listeners, so if you know more, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so cool. I didn't know that. I wonder if that like how that kind of like go that information like applies like cross species, like, you know, like across other um, animals outside of fruit flies. And like if any other more recent studies have gone on for that, because that actually sounds really cool because, you know, you know, it's, know. it's, it's really interesting. So because like when people think about like homosexuality and or any other LGBTQ plus, right? Oftentimes mm -hmm. the people who, you know, are part of the community, they say that they've been that way since birth, which means before the introduction of puberty, right? And if that's the case, right? Then, you know, people who are opposers of these things normally say it's due to social factors right they're just that's why they're afraid of all this introduction of lgbtq plus within the larger community because they're like well if more kids see it more kids are likely to become it but if there is you know incidents at birth then there must mean that there's some type of genetic factors in there including possibly i'm quote air quoting right now a gay or mm. lgbtq plus gene so um mm. I'm not sure if we'll ever get to doing research in that, but I think that would be interesting to find out. Definitely. And I think like, just to kind of like touch on what you were saying about like how people don't want to expose their kids to um, 
the LGBTQ plus community. I think that's so silly because, you know, everybody, I think in childhood has seen a Disney movie at least once or some other kind of like cartoon where there's like a heterosexual couple or there's some like underlying kind of storyline where there's like a normal heterosexual, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, like couple, you know, and it's like if no one's afraid to show those couples that are quote unquote typical and quote unquote normal, it's like what's the problem with showing of like the LGBTQ plus community? I don't see a problem with it because it's like we're already showing some kind of like attraction and like relationship and like these kinds of storylines everyone I think has heard of like these children's stories where there's like a princess or a prince or whatever and like that's so typical so it's like it's no different at least in my eyes and I just I don't believe that there's like that's a valid reason to ever hide or kind of brush aside a whole community and like population of people it's just so ridiculous to me yes i think um it is ridiculous as well um i think parents and you know as i mentioned they're they're afraid i mean obviously kids are very malleable in the way they think right and um a lot of ideas that are pushed upon children including you know, religious ideas and sexual identity ideas, right? Including, you know, gender um, norms, right? As we, as we know, there've been many studies that show that like children at a very young age can already tell like what a, what a boy's toy is versus a girl's toy, what a boy's color is versus a girl's toy, that and that. And all those mm-hmm. things are like in form of like indoctrination. And um, I think they're afraid that um, a young child before the onset of puberty, right? Before they have the enough of the gender differentiating hormones will be like, well, I see, you know, these gay dudes, they're chilling. They get to do, they, they just seem so cool and free in this TV show. So I also want to be a part of it. And then um, later on realize that they're not, but you know, those are all like fears that are not, um, are not backed up by any form of evidence at all. So um, you know, people yeah. are always going to be afraid of something different. That's so true. But speaking of something different, we're our artist, artist spotlight for today, which is Todrick Hall. <laughs> Yay! Little confetti bursts. Uh, Todrick is Boom. incredible. Yes. I have been a longtime fan of Todrick Hall. He, I think, first got famous when, like, really of, like, many, many years ago. Like, I don't even know how many years ago. I probably shouldn't, I should have written a little bio on him like we did our last Artist Spotlight, but I don't know how, and I completely forgot. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's okay. I believe he started off as a rapper, though. Um, and now he is also still kind of a rapper, more of like a singer songwriter, though. He's transitioned into that. Um, he's an actor, director, choreographer, and a YouTuber. So he's like 
hella versed. He's so cool. I think he's incredible. He's part of the LGBTQ plus community. And so we really wanted to highlight him. Um, he, um, oh, okay. I found out where he first got famous from. I did a little Google Madoodle. Um, <laughs> he gained national attention on the ninth season of American Idol because he made it to the semifinals, which is so cool. Um, he is 36 years old right now, which is awesome. And he has a, quite a few albums out now. I think he also kind of gained a little more traction when he did um, a song, like a mashup song on The Wizard of Oz with Pentatonix, which was, if you haven't heard that, that's so cool. It's called The Wizard of Oz, like A-H-H-H. Uh, and that was so cool especially the visuals for that music video I loved it um but one of the more recent songs that he has made that we want to spotlight today is called nails hair hips heels which you might know because it was a whole t viral tiktok trend where people would dance in quarantine it started in because of quarantine where people changed the lyrics slightly to be masks gloves sani and then something else i don't fully remember but it was so cute and then people would put all this glam on their masks and they would dress up all fabulous with these like big boas at home dancing looking fabulous that's something big about tajik he's always looking fabulous in my eyes at least um but yeah so yeah, so um, I will share a, a quick <laughs> clip of that. Um, so real quick question. Do, do you want to just play the audio or do you want to play the music video as well? Let's play the music video. All right. Let's so do it. I think we're allowed to, right? Is that well, we'll see. Um, I remember last time we did an artist spotlight and... Um, we were flagged for copyright, but they all they did was add advertisements on our YouTube video. So um, we should be fine for this as well. Um, okay. Is there a certain segment of the, the video you want to play or just like the first little while? Let's, what do you want to do? Let's do the first little while. The first like minute or so. Yeah. Okay. And then his most recent... Um, kind of big uh, album is called Feminine, which I think is so great. Uh, so if you want to take it away, we'll take let it me away. know when you're going to take it away. Okay. And I will share my sound optimized for video clip. Yeah. All right. So you should if be you're not listening on YouTube, you should watch the video so that you can watch this and react to this fabulous news with us. All right, here we go. Tell me what you think after. Ooh. Nails, hair, hips, heels, ass, fat, lips, real, purse, full, big bills, bitch, I'm a big deal. Legs, legs, face, eyes, thin, waist, thick, thighs, you, me, you, wish, new phone, who, this, pussy, puss, puss, give him cunt, 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 bitch, mama, yes, God, then you pop that tongue, bitch, this whole club is my runway, run, bitch, y'all, five, four, three, twos, I'm a one, bitch. Girl, what did that girl just say, girl? Girl, I don't dance, I work. work. I don't play, I slay. I don't 
walk, I strut, 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 and then sashay. But I don't work for free. That's not the tea, hunty. So make it rain on me, and I might let you see. What you gonna let them see? My nails, hair, hips, heels, nails, hair, hips, heels, nails, hair, hips, heels, nails, hair, hips, heels. Okay, I was having too much fun. I realized I probably played it longer than I should. A minute and a half about. It's a yeah. it's a fabulous song. I love it. Oh, it makes me so happy. And like, if you're not watching on YouTube and you didn't react to that with us, the visuals are fantastic. And the dancing, can we it just is. appreciate the dance? Like that is art to me. Even though it's like such a simple background where it's kind of like it looks like a garage, like a like a storage garage or something like that. I don't know what it looks like. Um, like they still managed to make like such a presence of themselves, the dancers, like the choreography. And I think it's like, I don't know. I think it's just like such a powerful song that they just like look, you know, like they just, I love how like Todrick's still like, even though he's in a, literally in a crowd of people and he's like obviously in front, um, he just commands like the audience that there is no audience because it's a youtube video um but i don't know he's just so cool and i just i love his artistry and like his like oomph that he's got and obviously he's got probably better songs out there but that's one of my favorite songs especially because of like quarantine like the quarantine tiktok trend i think it's the most notable one uh so yeah uh if you know about talk call and you fangirl with us let us know because ooh, he great what yeah, were your reactions I, dylan i was th- so we did listen to part of the song before i didn't know anything about Todrick call i just thought hey this song is fun and you can hear in his voice his confidence and it's like at least the song for me just tells the, the listener that like you know you can be you and you can be confident and you can be cool and bad as you are and i was watching the video i was like this dude like knows how to dance. Like you can tell that his movements are fluid. Um, he was on it. And yes, he had a commanding presence in, in the front. Right. And um, yeah, I could just, you know, tell he was no amateur, but um, also I, I noticed like all those people in there were guys and they knew how to work those heels and they were strutting really well. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, they were dancing. Yeah, and later on in the video, I'm pretty sure they do some other crazy dance moves. So you'll have to check it out on your own. And it's like, like I know myself, and I know I've been wearing heels my whole life, but dang, I couldn't do that if I, like, if I tried, maybe. But like, oh, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. In case you couldn't tell, I love. See, that was that was fantastic. great. All right. So mm-hmm. our next artist spotlight um, isn't really an artist per se. Um, he is, I guess, a sh- social media influencer um, and public speaker. Um, his uh, his online um, name is Pink Manta Ray, um, and his real name. Can you pronounce that? Uh, Skyler Baylor Baylor. 
I was definitely going to get that wrong. She, she, glad you got that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I'm pronouncing it wrong, guys, in the yeah. comments, let us know, please. Somewhere. But um, he was the first um, transgender D1 athlete. Uh, he was a swimmer uh, at Harvard. And um, I say he because he transitioned from female to male. And uh, he's been uh, a really, has had a really large impact on the transgender community specifically and talking about, you know, what you do when your child says that they're trans and how you respond to that and support them as an ally. So um, again, even if you are not a part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, neither of us, either of the two hosts here are, it's about mm -hmm. understanding how to be an ally, right? And um, I think that's a really good resource for people to go to and also inspiration if you are trans yourself. Absolutely. I think it's so important that like, especially the trans community, because lately in the news, I don't know if you've been keeping up, like the trans community has been so attacked through like legislation and the government, especially on more like um, the Republican kind of party and stuff like that. And Ooh. I believe that's just ridiculous. <laughs> and I just think that it's so important that like the, the community like the younger folks of the co trans community especially have like folks to look up to and like and I just think it's so important and like uh, I don't know I don't know I'm just the kind of person that I would hate for anyone to ever feel like hurt or excluded just because of their identity and like for something so simple as like either sexual preference or like um, like how they identify in gender, you know, like it's, it's just like, I think that's just so surface level of something to discriminate for. So, you know, yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. It, it, it really is. Um, we're going to talk more about the legislation um, in, in a second, but yes, there mm -hmm. has been I said boo because, you know, I, I'm very biased against the GOP. Um, that doesn't mean you can't uh, feel like there needs to be fiscal responsibility and a tight control on governmental spending, right? Um, I just feel like now with the kind of identity politics that there are within America, because we have a two-party system that is breaking apart as we speak, um, really, it's become more of, you know, Republican identity is no longer something that I could personally identify with. Um, it, it never really has been, like, economically speaking, I'm not really that, but it's become to the point where the identity of the Republican Party is against any form of diversity, including LGBTQ+. So that is why um, I'm kind of against it, but... Um, you know, listeners, if you have an, a different opinion, always feel free to shout us out. But um, that's just the way, way it is. And their legislation right now is they're attacking transgender people, be, again, out of fear, similar to the way they did to um, immigrants and immigration policies before. It's always, you know, fear tactics and, you know, CRT, which we will talk about in a later podcast. So, yeah, that's why I said, boo, um, if you want me to talk more about why I think the GOP has gone too far. Um, let us know, and maybe that'll be a new podcast. But yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, 
our next segment. Beautiful flags. So I'm just going to name a couple of the awesome LGBTQIA flags. Ooh, my computer's running out of battery. Give me a second to plug her in. Um, okay, we're cool. Um, sorry, y'all. Cute little detour, more Zoom things. Okay, so if you didn't know, there are more than one flag. Well, there is more than one flag to represent the LGBTQIA plus community. Oh my gosh, words are hard. And each one has its own awesome meaning. I'm just going to name a few of them. So it's just going to be random. Um, no discrimination or anything whatsoever. Uh, I'm not going to go too far into explaining them, but that's what's up. So the first flag uh, was made in 1978. That's a hot minute ago. Um, by, sorry, my nose is itchy. Um, Gilbert Baker. And that is the Gilbert Baker pride flag. And it's the one with the cute pink little stripe. It's like the rainbow flag, but it's a cute little pink stripe with it. It's pretty awesome. The next flag um, is the 1978 to 1999 pride flag. And it's a little different than the Gilbert flag. It has no pink, which is a little sad, but you know, it's okay. Um, <laughs> And then the next one is the most widely known flag that we know of now, the rainbow pride flag, which is the one you see everywhere on social media, on some companies, and etc. Um, and then there is the queer people of color flag, which um, no one actually knows the origins of this flag, but which is kind of crazy to me. Um, but it's kind of like in solidarity with the BM movement and the intersection of both the Black and the queer communities. Um, and it kind of got a little more notoriety, I believe, last year, um, which is so cool. Um, and then there's the awesome bisexual flag. Um, and it's just three cups. It is, I believe purple, like violet-ish, and blue, which is awesome sauce. It's to more specifically represent um, the bisexual group, um, kind of like letter of LGBTQIA. There is the next, the pansexual flag, um, and it's Claire who created this one, but it started showing up online in 2010. Um, and so that's for people who are attracted to all genders, um, which is fabulous. Um, so those are the few flags that I wanted to point out today. Dylan, any comments on those lovely flags? So um, while you were talking, right, because I didn't know much about the flags, I, I did a little bit of Googling and I saw many of the lists of flags. Many of them are, you know, lots of lots of colors and, and stripes, right? That's pretty much most of the flags, yeah. colorful stripes. And I love colorful stripes. And then I came yeah. across something called the straight flag. And I'm like, wow, I could have my straight flag and cheer with them at, in the parades and everything else and show my support. The answer is no, no, that's a horrible idea. Do not have a straight yeah, flag. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounds a little <laughs> questionable. Yeah, it, it is a counter protest <laughs> movement 
um, I, which are normally things that I really do not appreciate, right? Protests are generally supposed to bring about cha greater change in society and counter protests are the opposite. And the straight flag is a counter protest movement. And if you wear the straight flag, that means that you are anti LGBTQ plus rights. It's not saying that you're proud of who you are, even though being, you know, straight is most common in human history, right? I don't think you need to be supporting yourself when, you know, there's so much support for it. So um, just, just a little note there. And it is black and white. It looks like, you know, a jail symbol. So Ew. it's not even cool either. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, no, that's my take. flags are so beautiful, so colorful, so fabulous. I don't even understand why anyone would be against it. So tongue out to anyone who's against it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry, you know? <laughs> so um, on to our next thing. Uh, we're going to talk about um, really how larger America, you know, as we know, is controlled by, you know, the multi-billion dollar corporations, which, you know, that's up for debate. I don't think it really is, but either way, um, those multi-billion dollar organizations, um, many of them have outwardly supported LGBTQ plus people with, you know, their um, advertisements, marketing campaigns, but then also donated to politicians who are actively fighting against LGBTQ plus rights. Um, this, this is we from the stand. human. Yeah, go ahead. We do not stand. Boo. Yeah. Liars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the Human Rights Campaign Organization um, is an organization that fights specifically for LGBTQ plus rights, as it is a human right to express yourself as you wish. Um, and yeah, that kind of, you know, um, double faced idness uh, is called queer baiting. Um, and basically, when it comes down to it, they're playing both sides of the game because they want everyone's money. Um, but we're going to provide you with some numbers just so you know that this stuff is not made up obviously these numbers um are not most up to date as they were given in 2019 but they give you a picture of kind of what's going on here um so uh nicole Sinet, would you like to give us some of those numbers totes my goats so the first one that popped out to me was Home Depot, surprisingly, <laughs> I just don't like. I never saw any Home Depot stuff, but if you did, you know, go off, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, so, the amount that Home Depot do not downloaded, um, donated to federal lawmakers with a zero. HRC score? What's that, Dylan? Okay, so the HRC score is how open those legislators are or against for LGBTQ plus rights. So a zero is where basically you're fighting as hard as you possibly can and voting against all legislation that supports their rights and for all the legislation that opposes their rights. And then 100 would mean that you're actively going and giving them as many rights as possible, doing everything you can, right? So doing the um, most, which we love. Doing the most. You're probably most politicians because they like having their jobs. Probably won't be at a hundred, but 
at least being over 50 would be preferable. So a zero is really bad. And Home Depot knows what it's doing. Um, Not impressive. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I got that now. I think everybody else gets that a little more now. Um, so the amount they donated to those types of politicians and federal lawmakers is 800,000, wait, 800,030, uh, words, 836,500. Did I say that right? Oh my God. So in case you didn't know, the Quantonet is a poli sci major, not a STEM major. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> never been good at numbers. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's a big number. Obviously, Home Depot makes more money than that. But like still, though, um, Amazon um, and Google, right? Those are big companies. They donated uh, $400,000, more than $400,000 each. Google, $483,000, $500,000, and then Amazon, $459,000. So they these are also donations, again, that are strictly for politicians that are completely against um, LGBTQ plus rights. And as you know, I'm sure Google and Amazon have probably said something about supporting LGBTQ plus rights. I'm sure Google has had like their like pride flag symbol at some sort, but, um, yeah, I remember they had the little sketches and stuff. And then I remember Amazon on the little banner, they had the, also the little pride flags. So we throw shade at them. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I will say these numbers are relatively small, um, but they're not insignificant. All right, let's make that clear, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure they they were thinking more about other policies, but I'm I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but still um, $400,000 can buy a lot of people off, including um, people in the House of Representatives. So that is big. And these are just small, there's a long list, right? The total number is 10 million, $524,710 for the donations given to lawmakers who are completely against LGBTQ plus people. And this is in one year, right? So um, you best believe that it has made waves. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, definitely, we see the two-facedness. We're not cheap. Yeah. We're too expensive for cheapness up in here. Yeah. And also another thing that I know a lot of L- of the LGBTQIA plus community has like mentioned is that even when companies do make these like pride campaigns and um, advertisements during pride month, like it's not enough because then they're doing all that stuff during that single month and then the rest of the year they won't even speak out a peep and it's just kind of pathetic because it's like you're not doing a lot bro if you're just profiting off of the the coolness or the hipness and the trendiness and honestly like you're just profiting off of this beautiful awesome and like pure community and it's just so wrong because like if you're not walking the full mile to really truly be supportive it's like what are you doing bro you know and that is why i hate month celebrations like pride month um you know african-american history month native people's month like the fact that it's they they, like one month is enough is annoying it's not 
it's not enough but also i'm kind of like it's a double-edged sword to have a month you know because like on the one hand you get your month and it's nice to have that month that kind of spotlight the whole culture whatever that culture may be whether it's pride uh, black history month hispanic history month indigenous history month whatever like it's nice to have that kind of spotlight because it's kind of like almost in my eyes it's kind of like having a birthday and it's like oh it's my birth week you know um but on the other end it's like kind of what you were saying of like it's not enough to just be a month because we should be celebrating it and i think those months are to sort of inspire people to speak out and support the different groups specifically what we're talking about now pride um throughout the whole year, you know, and not just talk about the community and what their struggles are one, just once on it, which is, you know, I think what we hope to do a little bit as much as we can, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, on to the next topic. Uh, we're going yes. to talk about specifically trans and non-binary rights have been, um, on the attack or been attacked recently. And we wanna talk about some of them. Um, obviously, as I said before, we have differing opinions on certain pieces, but in general, we support transgender communities and we support LGBTQ plus community, but um, the transgender community in specifics uh, has been attacked recently, um, partially yeah. due to the Olympics. Um, Nicole and Sonette, would you like to start on more of that? Definitely. So in the Olympics, um, there's a lot of debate on um, obviously like transitional therapies because of like trans hormones and stuff like that. And like, how do trans folks get an upper leg on um, specifically trans women how do they get a leg up on quote unquote um regular women which is another quote unquote because if you're a trans woman you're just a woman in my eyes but you know if you want to say whatever on your <laughs> lily pad go for it um i guess <laughs> which physicians like myself a future physician i'm saying it now you know there is a difference, societal difference, no. They should be treated as they wish. Obviously, there is a biological difference. And so um, some of the legislation, I, I think there, there's lots of legislation going across America on banning transgender athletes in women's sports. Uh, I think specifically mm -hmm. us talking about the NCAA and sometimes also elementary schools in high schools, middle schools, I think that's kind of too far. Like no one cares that, you know, no. some high school got this win, won the state game or this and that. Like, I don't think that really matters, right? Um, I think mm -hmm. what's important we need to discuss is if there are those physiological advantages, um, is the research to support it more than simply um, hearsay? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so as we were saying, um, I think it's best that we provide um, substantial evidence and include more research into transgender people's um, differences in order to better understand whether or not these laws are actually 
um, based on real concerns or whether it's just not, it's just fear of something different as we discussed before. But um, do you know that a weightlifter in New Zealand that's caused up that stir about, um, you know, her, her journey from um, female to male, no, no, male to female and how she is competing in the Olympics? I don't. Tell me about it. Let me let me look her up real Tell quick. Tell me about her. I'm sorry. I called her in it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. All right. Her sometimes name is. She, yeah, it's sometimes we trip up. She, she, no, she, she. I've done it. We've all done it. But anyway, um, her name is Laurel yeah. Hubbard, right? Call us out and, if we ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, ah, delay. Um, <laughs> delay. <laughs> it's so ah! tough. Yeah. So um, Laurel Hubbard. Um, is the name of the woman um, who's competing in the Olympics. She is apparently doing quite well um, internationally. And she transitioned um, uh, male to female fairly recently, taking um, hormone therapy. Uh, I believe it's only been a little over two years. Um, According to the current um, laws regarding that, you just need to have hormone therapy and be under a certain level of testosterone and at a certain level of estrogen for two years straight and um, you're good to go. Now, um, as I told uh, Nicole Antoinette earlier, um, part of the reason that this does not entirely take away her competitive advantage is due to the long lasting impacts that testosterone has on physiological development. And not only that, your workout recovery time throughout his life. I mean, I feel like the argument for these kinds of things will be different and will be different very soon when people begin transitioning earlier and earlier. But um, this is what is causing a stir and the GOP is using the fear from this particular instance to attack laws that are completely unrelated to physiology at all and sports. Um, They're attacking the ability for uh, transgender people to have access to student activities, to um, doctors, and it's just completely t- been taken out of hand. And I just think it's just an easy like grab that they can get now that we have that news. What do you think? Mm-hmm. No, it's true. And I think it's on another level that like I think a lot of people ignore um, for, nine, for non-binary folks as well, because of course... Um, trans folks are being attacked right now, but um, non-binary folks are also another like subgroup that are like similar to trans people in that they um, their rights are under attack constantly or their pronouns are being disregarded. And it's like, it's ridiculous, you know? And there's that same issue, I think, that, that intersects for both of them, um, not within the Olympics, but within, um, and it could be within the Olympics as well, because you never know if there's um, an individual who's talented enough to go to the Olympics, and then they're non-binary. Like, what happens in that situation? Where are they going to go? I think that the Olympics should become more inclusive in that they make a whole segment for non-binary um, athletes, because there are non-binary athletes. That's an intersection and it's an incredible intersection. And I believe that we should be as inclusive as possible. Um, But then there's also that um, commonality of problems where neither of them 
can fully access bathrooms, which is just inhumane, you know, because bro, everybody got to pee. <laughs> like, um, and it's just it's so ridiculous because like, bro, just, just let people yeah. pee, you know, <laughs> when you break it down to that, just like give people a room. I think that like everywhere there should be, you know, like those family, like Costco bathrooms, where it's like no gender yes, specified. Yes, I love those. I male, love those. Female and then those family ones for whoever the hell wants to use them. Exactly. And do your exactly. thing, girl, or, or bro. Like whatever you want. Honey. See, I'm I'm one of those guys that, um, I I sometimes I like to pull my pants all the way down when I pee, and I can't do that with just a yeah. urinal. You know what I mean? And so it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like, can I be in kindergarten once again with Costco? Everyone wins, not just the transgender people. And those weird times where you're like in a urinal and someone pees right next to you when there's a whole spot over there. Obviously, they're trying to see you dangling. And how do you live with that? Well, if everyone had unisex bathrooms, we'd be good to go. (laughs) But um, and specifically, you know, the, the legislation passed are in 2021, right? What, what I mean passed is that it's actually made it through um, all laws of, you know, of passing a law. I don't know. I don't know all the, the ways laws are passed, but the laws have been passed. Which Bro, means a I'm just stone. a bill. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody watch that when we were in school. Uh, I don't know I, if we're going to get copyrighted for, the, for that one. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm not poli sci. Anyway, so there has been seven anti-trans sports bans um, across the United States and Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, Montana, and West Virginia. Um, As I said, that is, you know, a little more up for debate. But then this is where it gets really tricky, right? They jump on this and they go for religious refusal bans. Arkansas, Montana, South Dakota. Two anti-LGBTQ education bills. What? Tennessee and Montana one anti-trans medical care ban bill in Arkansas, one sham hate that crime one's bill insane. in Arkansas. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that one? The Which one? The um, anti-trans medical care ban bill. Uh, in Ohio, specifically. It might be somewhere else as well. And someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there has been legislation passed where doctors can now turn away members of the LGBTQIA community, which is disgusting. That's just disgusting. I'm sorry. If you're a doctor, you, you can't just be like, over, I'm a, it's a waste of money. I'm, you can't just be like, I'm gonna serve all these people. And then, but you, you, I can't do you. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, that's so dumb. It's, it makes me so angry. Like, yeah. that, that's so much money and knowledge just going down the drain if you're not treating someone and it's worse that it's like a whole community but it's like you could be saving someone's life you know and it's like how do you I don't understand how anyone can live with themselves if they have the knowledge and the capability and the resources to save someone or help someone who's in pain somehow um and you could just be like no 
you know like how do you do i don't know how you live with yourself at that point you know i probably think it was one or two really bigoted physicians that were sued and then they went to um the lawmakers within their state and by the way the one i mentioned is in arkansas so apparently there's two states now but um and they probably just like, hey, I don't like this. And they're just like, well, shoot, if there's just two people, there's probably a whole lot of physicians that give a crap about this. And really, it was probably only those two people. But therefore, they passed the bill. And now whoever comes around and decides to turn them down can. And I think another thing that's a problem with like our political system in America is oftentimes our bills are not representative of the population of the United States at, at large, mm-hmm. right? And that's why they're trying to do all these like uh, ways, especially in Georgia, um, even in Texas in some ways that are trying to make, in Florida too, trying to make it harder for people to vote because we can have yeah. faith in the general population and be optimistic about it. Most people probably aren't bigoted. Most people want transgender people to have benefits, maybe even in Arkansas and Ohio. But the fact that these laws are passed means that someone does care and they're in power. And that's what's scary. But yeah, the, all those laws, nowhere, and no, it doesn't make any sense. It has nothing to do with competitive advantage to anything. Yeah. It just has to do with hurting a specific group of people because they don't like him. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we both got really heated about that, which is crazy. Cause yeah. I mean, it's not even crazy. We should be enraged about this because like these are people's lives. You know what I mean? And it's like, exactly. Ugh, I don't know how you can have such a blatant disregard for a whole human. Like ugh, it just boggles my mind. It disgusts me. And it's like, why? Like, I don't even see the purpose behind it. Like, why are you doing that? Like, I don't, uh, I don't comprehend. I... I don't get it, to be honest. Uh, I think, I mean, it, it's it's all about fear, but where that like, fear comes from, I do not understand. Um, I yeah, I don't understand. You know. Yeah, but like when it comes to medical stuff, like I just uh, that's a line that you shouldn't cross. You know. I feel like, though, like I I have a strong faith in physicians at large because you know i'm an aspiring physician and you know understanding like all the training they go through and this and that i have a great deal of respect for them i feel like most of them across america have had enough diverse experiences not to have extreme biases obviously there's going to be implicit bias right but extreme explicit bias about certain groups of people i feel like those physicians are few and far between and they're probably older and will die off soon. So at least that's a benefit, right? The baby boomers are slowly booming away and going (laughs) into the ground. So (laughs) we'll be free soon enough. Which sounds a little mean, but it's fine. No, these baby boomers in within law being freaking 80 something years old, still making bills, still thinking that it's what 1962. We need the once they die off, there'll be so much more change. No, I kind of agree. The only baby boomer that I like is Bernie Sanders and my grandparents. (laughs) But yeah. Dang. (laughs) What about my grandparents, huh? Oh, your grandparents are fine too, but Mm -hmm. you know. That's right. (laughs) Your grandparents, I didn't, although they're within the same like era, unless they were like born because um, American soldiers returning from World War II, are they actually baby boomers, even if they're the same age? 
think so right because it's just the whole generation i guess so yeah I, yeah, yeah like there's gen z or that's why each like generation has a name it was baby boomers um i think there's something in between baby boomers and millennials but then it's millennials and then there's um gen z and then i'm pretty sure there's now gen x or something like that gen there's something yeah, there is. I don't know. yeah yeah um something crazy which is insane. I've refused to believe that anyone was born after 2008. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, you know what? 2004. No one was born after 2004. <laughs> no, for me, no one was born after 2000. I was 2001. So I know that's why I looked at the camera. That's why I looked at the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, even though you should. Are you even birthed? Time. I am birthed. For all I know, I could be in a simulation, right? And as soon as 2000 Are you, are hit, you Neo from the Matrix? No, you're not. Basically, so. <laughs> basically. No, you're not. Get out of here. You are not your own man. By the way, <laughs> listeners, that's my favorite movie. Matrix is my favorite movie. So, um, yes. That is that. Anyway, uh, yeah, should we I talk about... Sorry, the delay. But yeah, it is my favorite movie. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I'm... I like dark themes within movies you know it has a very dark uh cyber punk aesthetic um it has you know i'm, I'm very techie kind of guy it's like based around you know a software built by aliens so that they can use our brains to power their com- own computing and i just think that idea is amazing not only that the whole concept of a simulation is something that physicists have debated about for quite some time so obviously it's at least slightly po- plausible and like the clothes they wore were freaking awesome. And I want to have a black trench coat and leather pants as well. But um, leather pants come with time. I think that was just Trinity, but still, I feel like I could work that too. Wait, repeat that. Uh, Zoom. Wait, wait. I, it's because I was talking too fast. Maybe. I don't know. Zoom, Zoom's being crazy. Yeah, screw you, Zoom. But we won't say that um, if you give us money. We will we'll be part of your sheep. So totally not. please sponsor us. Yeah. And we'll like totally be like, with Zoom, you can do this and that. And with Zoom, one easy subscription. Don't Zoom. start. Don't start. Don't show them. <laughs> you don't know what you have until you have it. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny? What is that like? You know how like there's like a meme about like YouTubers like plugging this like uh I think Warzone is what it is or something like they just randomly start plugging like app uh, phone apps. And that's how, you know, they've made it. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. That's but just something that's there's like, also, like other apps that like they can like you like pay or not pay, but like you sign up to have sub sponsors like you pay to have you sign up to have people sponsor you i know like for example like the try guys and the try wives they have that and like there's just like a bunch of random companies that they plug for whatever reason because they're signed up to that one company that's like oh an umbrella or something i don't know something crazy anyways moving on (laughs) so uh let's get to yeah let's 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 get back to resources uh for people of lgbtq plus because you know i'm sure there's a lot of stressors that come from your identity unfortunately um within america and 
the world, actually. So um, we want you to be able to access people who are your allies if there's not any around you. So um, Nicole Antoinette, would you like to start with that? Absolutely. So the first one for everyone is from the Trevor Project. It is, they have their own hotline for, I believe, everyone, um, the LGBTQ community, specifically for youth, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I think you can call them, you can chat with them on their website, and you can um, like call regularly, which is so awesome. And they have like trained counselors and everything. Um, so they're Trevor Lifeline is 866-488-7386. Um, and depending on if, like where you are, obviously you can add a one to that because that magically makes you be able to access numbers everywhere. Yeah, I, um, I never really <laughs> understood that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the magic um, number it's the door that unlocks it's, it's like don't you hate when you use like those like line phones and you're like i typed in it didn't work did you press nine first did you press pound star and one first i'm like what are you talking about like why I, I, yeah so I, I just always get confused by that but mm -hmm. um there's also there's there's actually quite a few I'm, I'm happy for them but there's another hotline right the uh lgbt national help center um, and their number is 888-843-4564. And it's the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender National Hotline. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And then we have two more, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're trying to be inclusive. So the, um, where did it go? Oh my God, I'm sorry. My computer. I can, say, I can say it first. So there's a okay, transgender suicide hotline. Woo! Right? Um, for us beautiful, our beautiful trans folks. Yeah. So bless them. Uh, we don't want them to perform suicide. But um, their uh, number is 877-565-8860. And actually what's interesting is my aunt, uh, well, one of them, she is a franchiser, franchisee, and she owns a few firehouse subs, right? So one of her um, workers... Um, actually is a transgender person, uh, I believe uh, male to female, although he hasn't had any form of therapy. So phenotypically speaking, he does look male, but it's she's female. Sorry, I keep confusing that up. I know I'm bad, but she anyway. It's okay, we're working on it. We're trying, <laughs> she, we're trying. Has, yeah, we're trying so hard, but she has always understood that, you know, her identity was not that of her birthed body, right? And her parents did not allow her to portray herself in the way that she wanted to until it became the point where they were like, if we don't let her, then she is bound to kill herself and we don't want that on our hands. And I just feel like it should never get to that point, right? It should never get to that point. But if it is getting to that point, um, there is a suicide hotline for you because, you know, suicide is never the answer. Correct. Yeah. And then our last lovely number is the gender dysphoria hotline, which is kind of similar to um, the trans 
hotline, but it's just um, if you're specifically going through kind of a similar situation of like you kind of feel uneasy that you're like biological sex and your gender gender identity um, isn't quite on the same level, you know, you call this hotline, you can kind of talk it out almost with like um, either peer support or um, counselor support, I think you can choose. Um, But their number is uh, 1-800-246-7743. And um, actually something that I forgot to mention earlier, Mm -hmm. but if you are thinking about transitioning, right? There are many ways to go about it and many hospitals, specifically pediatric hospitals, have whole departments that are being created now. It's relatively new, but being being created to help you um, make the right decisions within that transition process, right? And they will work with you and your parents. So if you do feel like that is important to you, just know that those resources are out there, right? This is not something that is just brand new or something that you can be completely isolated on. There are cognitive psychologists, behavioral therapists, there's um, counselors, there are physicians trained within adolescent medicine, endocrinology, that all have experience with uh, your specific issues. So just know that it's there. Um, specifically for me, I know that you know, I'm doing an internship within Moore's Pediatric Hospital, and they have a wonderful division that deals with those things. So um, yeah, that's it's, it's great that they're starting now to do that. And I think that kind of helps people begin with those decisions because obviously they're tough and they can be long lasting. And, you know, if you don't start early enough, you won't get the desired outcome that you're looking for. So um, yeah, just if you have any ideas or any thoughts or know anyone who's of that age and looking for something, know there's someone out there for you. And we're out there for you too. We love you guys. Um, If you're part of the alphabet mafia. Alphabet we Mafia. I never heard of that. Is that new? You, really? I said it earlier. No, sometimes the LGBTQIA community is referred to as the Alphabet Mafia because wow. there's just so many letters to keep track of. So everyone, so the memes kind of become that, like, oh yeah, they, they're the Alphabet Mafia. There's, there's, a, they got a whole set of letters right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so great. Um. But anyways, um, if you're part of the Alphabet Mafia, which we say so lovingly, um, give us an email at official.hearsout at gmail.com. Maybe give us a follow on Instagram at official underscore here underscore us underscore out. Or follow us on Twitter uh, at hearsout podcast. Um, we love you. Your month is over, but we're not done talking about and loving and supporting you. So big hearts, quick, big kisses. Quick question, uh, yes. Nicole Antoinette. This goes to show you part of my ignorance. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, doesn't isn't queer an umbrella term for like all sexual and gender minorities? Obviously, it might not include um, intersex and transgender, but um, couldn't the letters be shortened to like you know, queer plus or something. Wait, what? Repeat that. I'm confused on what your question is. So queer is an umbrella term for 
um, any sexual and gender minorities who are not, you know, cisgender and heterosexual. So although that, that might not, you know, include um, some like, you know, intersex and transgender or non-binary, right? Couldn't we just call it queer plus or, or Q plus community because queer is so inclusive? I don't think so because even though, um, because that like, would mean lesbian, gay, um, bisexual would all fall under queer. Not necessarily. Actually, so, transgender um, would too. If you are, if you're Sorry. lesbian, gay, asexual, transgender, or anything like that, um, you you can identify as queer, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, it's kind of like a little bit of, um. Um, more portion of confusion for me because I don't entirely know the answer. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, but um, it's as far as I know, and I'm kind of looking at the definition here, it's just orientation or gender identity that's not heterosexual or cisgender. So, so it sounds everything. like um, a little bit, but I think that it's like I think it's good to be specific for like LGBTQIA because like then it specifies it's not overgeneralizing, you know what I mean? And well, the only reason why I say that is because you know, there there are so many ways to be queer, you know, as you said lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, whatever. But mm -hmm. as the the acronym gets longer and longer, right? And you want to have like a short way to like be like LGBTQ+, right? What you're doing is you're putting more emphasis on the, the letters that you say, and then plus, you know, could include whatever. And it's almost like you're not being inclusive because you're excluding those other many different letters. And so if you say queer plus, then you could specify like I'm queer and I'm lesbian, you know, and, you know, I'm this is just a, a new idea that I randomly thought of. So, you know, don't at me. But, you know, mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that. Like, if you want to keep adding letters, why not just say queer plus? and then specify later. Because I don't think everyone identifies as queer necessarily. I think it's up to personal preference. But they are queer. But, but what if they're not? <laughs> but literally queer means Just everything it, though. It can mean everything, but you. I think you have to identify as queer. And oh, like- I'm confused, I don't get it. Yeah. Like I know I have friends who identify as queer but they don't necessarily identify as like lesbian, gay, trans, um, asexual or anything like that. But then I know, I know other friends who do identify as like lesbian or trans uh, and they also identify as queer. So I think it's like, that's an added thing. And it's, it's kind of separate, even though it's still in like queer is still in the, um, kind of pot if that makes sense yeah. i think so I yeah listeners if you could help me understand what exactly queer means because if you're queer by itself explain. without yeah. anything else then i'd be like totally confused so and if you want to be on the podcast and let us interview you so you can better explain some of these ideas please please, please, please let us please know. contact us yes. we're so lonely we're not lonely we're lonely we need talk conversation with our listeners so that we can feel happier about it. 
it's been tough, you know. Bruh, you so dramatic. <laughs> you dramatic bean. Oh my I mean, gosh. We see y'all, we see y'all in Germany, Texas, Maryland, California, but we want to hear y'all. California. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear y'all. Oklahoma too. But yeah, we want to hear y'all. So wherever y'all are, Massachusetts, yeah. Plug them all, plug them all. But yeah, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram at official underscore here underscore out. Follow us on Twitter at here space us space out podcast. Um, we are there mm-hmm. and ready for you. And again, if you have specific details that you'd like to mention, um, even in privacy, um, give it at official.hearusout at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Actually, quick correction. So sorry. I remembered I changed the Instagram username to DNA Hear Us Out Pod. So it's a little easier than the mouthful we had before. Oh, well, also, if you're looking for us on Spotify, DNA's Hear Us Out Podcast is a great way to find us. Um, we have a cute little logo that Nicole and Tonette came up with. You know, it's like uh, it's a hot air balloon with you know, DNA's Hear Us Out podcast. And then it has, you know, the mics because we're talking, it's two of us. And it's lifting up a rock yeah. because we're lifting up hard and heavy concepts into a brighter and happier tomorrow. Woo, yes. Woo, yeah. Okay. So that's wow. that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. We, yes. we really do like making this podcast. So yeah, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace out, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. And non-binary Scouts.